Welcome to Tattooed Freaks in Business Suits, recorded live in the kitchen of the Personal Touch Career Services in Denver, Colorado. I am your host, Donna Shannon. As a professional career coach, I help people navigate the hiring maze to get the job they really love. In addition to working with job seekers one-on-one, I do have a book available. You can find How to Get a Job Without Going Crazy on Amazon. My guest today is John Bohannon with Pride Staff up in Arvada. And I'll have you talk in just a moment. So our show's purpose is to explore and redefine the world of work, especially as Gen X, millennials, and those to come after seek positions of leadership that still allow them to be themselves. Every show, we will explore a topic related to business or job searching. And of course, we're going to talk about tattoos. Our sponsor is the Personal Touch Career Services, Denver's top-rated career coaches. We focus on the practical tools for your job search, including resumes, LinkedIn profiles, job search coaching, and ongoing classes. You can find our ridiculously long website, personaltouchcareerservices.com. Once again, that's personaltouchcareerservices.com, or you know, you can just Google it. Hi, John. Hi, Donna. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Great, great. So why don't you just tell me a little bit more about yourself and Pride Staff and what you do? All right. Well, uh, I own, well, actually, and I get in trouble if I don't say this, my wife and I own uh, the Pride <laughs> Staff office. We're currently the only one in Colorado or in the Denver area. And we've been open, uh, we're in our uh, ninth year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so prior to that, I had a career in the hospitality industry. Uh, the last part of that was in the casino business for 16 years and uh, had a career change made for me. Mm-hmm. And so looked around and decided uh, to invest in opening my own uh, Pride Staff franchise. And uh, what we basically do is we work with uh, folks that are looking for work, uh, helping them find employment. Uh, we work with uh, primarily companies, uh, helping them find talent and, and try to match the two together so that it's a win-win for both parties. All right, cool, cool. I just realized I got checked something. I think we're okay. <laughs> I thought maybe I had the wrong microphone going. <laughs> it's one of those kind of days. Yes. So talking about mysterious things happening, we're going to talk about ghosting today. So in the dating world, ghosting is all about where all of a sudden the person just stops talking to you, but it's now starting to be used in terms of recruitment, where ghosting is where you've got this great candidate, you're really excited about him, and then they just don't show up for the interview, or worse, they just don't show up for the first day of work. Is this something that you're seeing an increase of? It is, and um, you see it in a lot of different ways, right? So you'll see... Uh, someone that will express interest in a position and then when you try to contact them there's no response Mm -hmm. Uh, you'll see it where you've maybe had some interaction with someone and you're bringing them in for the next step say an interview and then nothing and Mm -hmm. we've even seen it uh, when they're getting ready to start a position and then nothing happens they don't show up can't hear from them try to reach out to them there's I mean, just no interaction whatsoever. We've even seen it when they've been on a job and then just stop showing up. And again, there's just no communication. A lot of times we'll call it going radio silent as well. Right. Uh, but you've really seen that, you know, that ghosting terminology that came out of the dating world now coming into uh, the business lexicon as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of times, too, it's when they're been on the job for a while and then just suddenly disappear. That's also known as job abandonment, right? Right. Right. Absolutely. 
Mm -hmm. And you never know what happens. You you don't. And and it's kind of, you know, from an employer's standpoint, you're you're just kind of puzzled, you know, because you thought, you know, and kind of like in the dating uh, analogy, you you thought things were going along pretty well, right? And then all of a sudden there's like nothing. Yeah, and, and you you'd like to know why, right? Mm-hmm. Well, did I, did I say the wrong thing? Did I do the wrong thing? Uh, but there's rarely uh, any opportunity to get any feedback as to what happened. Right. There's been several articles about this on business sites. I've been reading about it on LinkedIn. That uh, one reason why they think it's been increasing is because unemployment is so low, and rather than tell these recruiters or the companies that you're entertaining other offers, they just blow it off. Like, nah, who cares anyways, right? Right. Is, is that some of what you're seeing? I, I think that is definitely a factor, right? Because I think there's a couple of reasons when you look at low unemployment. Number one, when unemployment's this low, and it's here in the Denver area, it's been historically low. We've, right. We've bumped up a little bit more from where we were last year, but not by much. Right, and this is being recorded January 2018 for historical purposes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so with that low unemployment, the people that aren't working are maybe people that don't really want to work. Yeah. But those aren't the only people that we see ghosting. You see people that have positions and are looking for a different position. It, it happens there as well. And so I think part of the other uh, factor in terms of low unemployment is there are a lot more options. Yeah. And uh, we've seen that with folks that we've been able to communicate with that you know, we may have somebody scheduled for an interview, and they'll call and say, hey, I just got an offer. Yeah. So I'm not moving forward. And, and that's great because then we know, you know right. what happened. Whereas, right. You're not going to get pissed off. No. Yeah, it's nothing to hide from. Oh, yeah. absolutely not. I mean, mm-hmm. our, our business is getting people employed. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And so if they get employed, that's great. It doesn't matter if they're through us or, or they find it on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're happy for them. We try to help anybody uh, that we come in contact with in their job search. We can't promise them a job, but we at least try to help them find a job. So if they find something, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So um, I'm, a- I'm actually going to give you a story because okay. I think this is... You have great stories. So I, I do. Ready. Well, this is like one of the epitome of what the hell is wrong with you kind of thoughts. <laughs> so I have a friend of mine who works at this company, and she's an uh, inside salesperson and does an awesome, awesome job. And we have another mutual friend of ours who was looking for a job. So uh, this mutual friend, she's, guess what, early 20s, right? Mm-hmm. No offense, millennials and Gen Zs, <laughs> but you guys tend to do this more than, than those of us who are a little bit more <coughs> mature. <coughs> But uh, so my friend was going to get her a job at this company and basically really talked her up to the employer. And all she had to do, and she knew this, was show up for the interview and training was going to start next week. Well, all of a sudden, our mutual friend decides, eh, she doesn't want to do that and blows off the interview. Ghosts. Completely ghosts it. And she goes, ah, it doesn't really matter anyways. They do training every three months, so I'll just start in three months. It's like, honey, you didn't even show up for the interview. And then our, you know, my friend, our mutual friend did not tell her that she ghosted the interview. So I know that's, what's really bad. And, uh, it gets worse. So wait, there's more. Wait, there's more. It's like, okay, number one, the mutual friend is probably blackballed, right? Yeah, there's no way she's starting it in three months. You didn't even show up for the interview. But 
then all of a sudden my friend, her supervisor starts acting cool to her. And she was uh, really, really interested in doing this um, sales trip to Tampa this month. But now her boss is like, well, maybe we need to give other people on the team a shot. And she's like number two in the company for sales. And she couldn't figure out why all of a sudden her, her boss has got this new attitude. And then when I was talking about our mutual friend and said she ghosted, I was all like, uh, that may have affected your relationship with your boss, especially with how hard you were trying to push and say, right. this person's great and awesome and you need to give her a shot. It's that old guilt by association, right? Exactly. And it doesn't matter that she's had top sales for six months. Exactly. Exactly. There's, there's that seed of doubt, right, that's mm -hmm. now been planted because when you... You know, from an employer standpoint, if you get somebody that's willing to refer somebody else, normally an existing employee is not going to refer somebody yeah. that's going to be a crappy employee. Yeah. Right? Because, number one, they've got to work with them. Number two, their reputation's on the line, right? Exactly. So the employer thinks, well, you know, if they're willing to go out on a limb and recommend this person, then I'm willing to listen. Mm -hmm. And so when something like a ghosting happens, then you're kind of going, Ooh, wait a minute, maybe I've misjudged this whole situation. Right, right. If your friend is so flaky, what about you? Yeah. Is it just a matter of time? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's kind of scary that that's what this really all comes down to, though. It's about communication and it's about professional relationships. Absolutely. And the previous podcast we did was all about communications and how if you cannot communicate on a professional level, it really has serious impact not only on yourself, but other people in your life. And, and I would add one other thing to that. I, I'd add, and it's not as common as it used to be, but I would say common courtesy. Yeah. Which, like common sense, <laughs> as common yeah. as it used to be, right? And the communication doesn't have to be extensive, mm -hmm. right? It can be as simple as just a phone call or an email to say, hey, you know what, appreciate the opportunity, but at this point in time, this is what's going on, Yeah. right? Yeah. And, and nobody's going to fault you for doing what you think is best for you. Mm -hmm. uh, but when there's that, that lack of communication, then it's like, well, you couldn't pick up the phone, you couldn't send an email, mm -hmm. you know, I've invested in you. Uh, depending on what level you're at in the process of getting hired, yeah. uh, it would just be nice to know what happened. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so is there a point where ghosting is ever acceptable? Wow, that's, that's an interesting question. Mm -hmm. um, and in, in my initial gut response is no. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but I, I think... Um, and the reason I, I probably go there is just because it, it can be so simple mm -hmm. to to not ghost. Because all you got to do is say, you know, you don't even have to tell me the real reason, right? Right. Just, you know what, I'm not going to make the interview. You know mm -hmm. what, I'm not going to take the assignment. Mm -hmm. And you can do it by email. And, and I think you, you kind of alluded to this earlier that sometimes when people ghost because they don't want to, to have that... Um, interaction that might be conflict, right? Right. Uh, you got to tell somebody bad news, which, you know, most of us don't like doing that, right? Right, right. <laughs> There's some out there that really enjoy it, but most of us don't like doing that, right? Mm. Um, so an email, a text, mm -hmm. you know, those are very simple ways that you, 
You don't have to actually call somebody up on the phone and tell them. But it, it, it's such a simple, just common courtesy to say, this doesn't work for me at this time. Yeah. And whatever the reason is, is your reason, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think that that absence of just being concerned about the other side and what, you know, that they're investing some time, some interest in you, mm-hmm. and then you don't give them the courtesy of a of an answer and let them know what's going on. I think that's what makes it difficult to say, is it ever okay? Yeah, right. So I, I will, what if the job really sucks? <laughs> <laughs> then, then say it's not for me. Yeah, this know? is a bad fit. This is a bad fit. You yeah. Know? Or you can even say this job really sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that takes a little more doing than <laughs> yeah. to just say, hey, it's not a good fit, you know, sorry, but thanks for the opportunity, but I'm going to move on. Right. I, I have another story for you on this one. So this, this is, on me. oh, this is like a mass ghosting situation. Wow. I know. It's pretty impressive. So um, there was this gal I used to work for who was kind of famous in her industry for having a volatile nature, shall we say. <laughs> oh, the good old days. All oh, the good old days, yes. <laughs> but uh, I, my specialty in my early career is I worked with difficult artists and control freaks and, okay. and things like this. So, yeah. you know, I was in broadcasting oh, yeah. and the music industry, so I've got a pretty thick skin. It doesn't yeah. bother me so much. So even after I left this company in 2007, she maintained contact with me. I had a little bit of PTSD from it, but, <laughs> you know, see that name show up on my cell phone at 8 o'clock at night, and the heart starts palpitating. I thought it was done. I know, that lasted for a couple of years, but I got over it. And then in, like, um, 2012, she was brought me back as a contractor because she was having a little bit of a staffing issue. Imagine that. I know. So she had massive turnover problems the entire time I've known her, but... This one was pretty epic because she was a small business owner, so 15, 20 employees. But after Thanksgiving holiday, half of them didn't come back. Wow. Yeah. And and No resignation letters from anybody. And nobody called and said... If if she was calling them, they weren't picking up. They just never came back. So... That's, that's that's probably a PTSD, right? I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Are they all in the same rehab retreat? They space? maybe they did. <laughs> They're all in the psych units. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's uh, wow. That's a bit of a was there an organization or do you know? I don't know. I don't say, know. Hey, you know what? Let's not show up. Yeah, it, I don't think it was a conscious decision from everybody. Wow. I think it was just one of those things that, that stuff had gotten so bad. And and she had rage issues. So job abandonment was not that unusual at the company. Okay. Because... You know, he would just get fed up and yeah, because if you try take it anymore, like if you try to resign or even send the text that you know I took another opportunity, she would call you and she would hound you and she wow. would go after you, um, and part of her delusion was, the, I hope she's never listening, but. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hypothetical story. I, I oh yeah! Oh yes! This is not a real, real person. Not a real person. Not a real person. But um, 
her insistence was she never fired anybody because it was her goal in life to improve people. So when she would dress you down and yell and scream and throw things at you, it was to help you develop professionally. It was all for you. It was all for you. <laughs> what a giver. I know, right? So, so when half the team goes, yeah. did she get a wake-up call of any kind or sort? No. No, just business as usual. Huh? Business as usual. Wow. Yeah. You know, in that instance, that's almost, you know, kind of think especially if you get hounded yeah. if you tell her hey, I'm not working here anymore yeah. you almost feel that's your only option right yeah I'm gonna have to rethink my no yeah that's yeah. I think that would be like one of the rare situations and one of the situations that makes it almost acceptable is, is that this person is very famous yeah. in her industry for the way she acts so okay. if you go to anybody else in that industry and they ask you, but did you think of so-and-so? Of course, you would never go, oh, God, what a crazy bitch, right? <laughs> because they already know that. They already know that. And they're like, you know, I had two years in at that place. And they go, oh, you were a long-term employee wow, there. Wow, yeah. Two years. Mm. Yeah. Long-term. Wow. That's quite a story. And is she still in business? Um, yes, but she's approaching retirement age. Okay. So. Yeah. So soon the waters will be safe to go back in. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Depends on how bad your PTSD is. <laughs> that is quite a story. Yeah. Wow. So anyways, I think if it's one of those things where it's a situation of your safety or agree. it's a situation of massive harassment. Like we've heard oh, those absolutely. tales from yeah. Yeah. Um, like at Uber headquarters where the sexual harassment was so bad on women, they they did not feel safe, and HR was not there to protect them. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, and I think in those situations, you need to protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But you still don't have to ghost. You, you still don't, you know. Again, you can say bye-bye and then <laughs> never a answer <laughs> a Post-it note. I like the Post-it note. A tiny one. Yes. Yeah, like underneath the phone, so you have to pick up the phone. <laughs> Easter egg hunt for the post-it note. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, um, there's another side of this ghosting thing, and it's the employers. Yep, absolutely. And this is where I know every job seeker talks to me about this frustration, where they've applied, they've contacted, they reached out to managers, they've done everything right according to the job searching manuals, and they're not getting any responses. Yeah, it's, you know, the, the ones, folks that I talk to, it's like it's a black hole. Yeah. Right? You, you, I mean, if you can talk to human beings, one thing, but, you know, typically, especially with larger companies, they direct you to a website, and there's no human in human resources. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's all electronic and stuff, and you never hear anything back, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so I think, in, in some regards, employers have brought this on themselves because they've done it themselves. Yeah. And they've treated people this same way. And you'll hear that from candidates. You know, well, you know, I never heard back from so-and-so, so why should I give them the courtesy of letting them know I'm no longer available? Yeah. So, you know, it, it becomes kind of that it feeds on itself a bit there because it's happening on both sides. So both sides, especially I think on the job seeker side, they think it's okay. 
because that's the way companies have treated people in the past as well. Yeah, and it's not something new for employers. That's been their standard operation mode for decades. Absolutely, and you know, it's like we have the jobs, we have the money. You must cater to us. You must do everything the way we want it. And, and it's what's interesting, and, 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 you, and I'm sure you know this. For the first time since we've been keeping score in this country, there are now more jobs than people looking for jobs. Right. And that has never happened before until the last few months. Mm-hmm. So that's, you would think, that would try to create a little bit different dynamic on the side of the employer. We, in, in our business, we try to respond, even if, and we can't help everybody that comes to us. Mm-hmm. But we try, even if it's an electronic response, we try that there's some kind of response that says, hey, you know what, thank you for your interest. Uh, if it looks like we can assist you in your job search, we'll be in touch Mm-hmm. make additional steps so yeah I used to say you know and when I'd warn people about HR it's cheap to be rude <laughs> because it's and I admit it I did HR for a long time and that was you know when I very very first started in HR with radio we would like mail rejection letters <laughs> oh my god mail? Like, I know so it like cost postage email? Yeah, no, it's like snail mail, like like an envelope in a mailbox. Oh, wow, I know, right? And yeah. there, you have to pay for postage, and you got to pay for the letterhead. But that's not the case anymore. Yeah. But it's, you know, it takes just a moment of thought from the employers to go back through the candidate list and hit reject on Indeed send reject email. Absolutely, yeah, but, there are a lot of technical tools out there nowadays that can help mm-hmm. you at least respond in some manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, t- I try to respond, but even then, I I'm, I'm fall back into my old HR bad behaviors. It's yep. cheap to be rude. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a lot of times you get a lot of volume. I know in our case, we'll get 150 or so resumes a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we, we look through them every day uh, so that, you know, the folks that are, looks like we can help that are, applying for jobs that we actually have that they look like they're qualified for, then we can uh, reach out to them because it's it's a tight market, right? So mm-hmm. if you've got somebody that raises their hand, says, I'm interested, then you want to uh, get in touch with them because chances are you're not the only person they raise their hand to, right? Yeah. And you know what our research that we've seen is that when somebody's looking for a job, they're using 16 different resources wow. to find that job. So you in this market, you know, it's a talent-driven market right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, I think, too, you know, especially in my own experience over the <clears throat> couple of decades in the in the world of work. You started and, very young, I understand. Actually, I started a little slow. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for trying to save me. <laughs> now, my first real job is like 95, so. Yeah. Yeah. I got that beat, but we won't go there. Yeah, I won't go there, man. (laughs) But um, I use temporary agencies and staffing agencies at different points in my career. And I think in many candidates' minds that they kind of devalue it, which I think is a huge mistake. Because especially when you're testing the waters and you're trying to figure out what kind of company culture works best for me and what type of industry. And I got exposed to all different kinds of stuff by doing temporary work and long-term assignments. And that's the thing, too. It it builds up your reputation with that company. 
and you're more likely to get better assignments, in, number one, if you show up for the interview, <laughs> but even if you're putting up with or enduring through something that's not ideal. And I think there's some professional growth in, you know, learning to endure. Absolutely. And, you know, our industry doesn't have the best reputation, mm -hmm. you know, and we see it all the time. And so uh, the research that we see is, I think, around 70, 75 percent of the folks that start a temp assignment on day one are looking for their next assignment because their past history says, I got to look out for me. Yeah. And, and whereas part of our philosophy is we want to keep you working. We want to be your talent agent for life. And the, the thing that a lot of people don't realize about working with a, a staffing service is you have control, mm -hmm. right? So it, you decide when you want to work and when you don't work. You know, if you go to work for a company and you want to take uh, two weeks off for vacation, you may or may not have that time. If you're working temporary assignments and you want two weeks off, you work an assignment for six months, take whatever time you want off, come back work another assignment. So it gives you, there, there are some people that understand that, right? And, and they understand, that, well, now I have control as to how much time I want to take off and when I want to work and when I don't want to work. Mm -hmm. So it gives you some flexibility if that's what's important to you. Yeah. So uh, one thing I, I do want to bring up, because sometimes I, I hear people say this, that they'll take a job interview as a practice interview. Okay. So they're not really serious about the position. Right. And I think that they're just getting their chops cut. Sure. Right. Sure. So what do you think of that? Well, you know, that's something that I encourage people to do, mm -hmm. right? Because you don't want the interview for the job you really want to be your first one. Yeah. Right? I, I encourage that even when I've coached someone on okay. interviewing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's practice makes perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and people interview differently, and it kind of, and it, it, being interviewed is kind of nervous, right? Mm -hmm. It's, you know, you're, you're trying to put your best foot forward, you don't want to say the wrong thing, you don't want to do the wrong thing. And so I think the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. And then when you get to the job that you really, really, really want, you know, hopefully you go in and you ace that interview. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. So, all right, let's say somebody ghosted. Can they ever go back to that company? Is there ever any recourse? Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think it really depends on how, um, how well the company tracks their applicant process hmm. on one hand, right? So if you're dealing with a company and they don't have any record other than paper mm -hmm. of you know, who's interviewed, who's applied, that type of thing, then you probably stand a better chance that they might not remember. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're working with a company that has a, a company that has a pretty robust applicant tracking system, um, then it might be a little more difficult because in that system is going to be the date you applied, yeah. the date that you were contacted, the date that you didn't show up, the attempts mm -hmm. to reach you after that, <laughs> yeah. you know, and so that's going to make it a little more problematic because that's the history they have with you. Yeah. You know, one of the things we tell people now is, is this market's going to change. Mm -hmm. It always does, mm -hmm. right? There's going to come a time when there are going to be more people looking for work than there are jobs. Unemployment's going to go back up, you know, it's going to get above 5%, you know, 
forbid having another big recession like we just had, you know, we might get back into the six, seven percent range. Mm-hmm. And it's important to kind of think ahead, right? Yeah. And to think, all right, so yeah, you know, the, the talent might have a leg up now in terms of looking for jobs, but that'll change like it always does. And so when you think about, you know, two, three years down the road, and I'm really looking for a job and I need the help, you don't want to burn any bridges. Yeah. And, and I come back to it's just, it's easy not to burn that bridge. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it's a simple phone call, a simple email, a simple text that just says, you know what, this isn't right for me at this time. Yeah. It's also uh, bad to get into bad habits about communication. Absolutely. You know, because those patterns that you start to establish, you're going to start to have that same lackadaisical approach when it's something that you really do care about. Right, right. And, and there's, I, you know, can't think of any job where communication's not required to yeah. some degree, right? You got to be able to communicate what's going on you're, with your supervisor, they're going to communicate with you, and you've got to be able to communicate back. So that's a great point that you want to be, you want, good communication to be a good habit of yours. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All right. So um, we're now getting into one of my favorite parts of the show, the tattoo of the day. But John, you don't have a tattoo. I don't have a tattoo. Uh, what I do have is a fear of needles. Okay. <laughs> so even when I was a, a young boy and going to the doctor to, in, to get a shot, right? Mm-hmm. So they'd have to call Helen the big nurse. And it, it took a few years before I realized the big nurse wasn't Helen's real last name. <laughs> but if I was getting a shot, Helen the big nurse would literally come in, drag me out from under the examining table. Oh, man. Uh, and then I would get my shot. I, As an adult... Do uh, they still drag you out like that? They don't have to drag me out, but I've been known to faint occasionally. Oh, wow. As yeah. an adult. That would uh, do it. Yeah, in my own defense, I thought it was a really big shot. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, so that, that kind of fear of needles thing, uh, just, yeah, tattoos, just not going to go there. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this then, because sometimes I talk about the, the ink ceiling. It used to be a bigger deal than okay. it is now, but it's where somebody's, like, um, getting held back or not going as far in their career because they may have some like super visible tattoos or things along those lines. Is that something that you ever concern yourself much with your agency? No. Um, and you know, I've been in business a long time and I, and I used to work, like I said, I was in the hospitality industries and the casino business. And I think back to our dress code policy, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. Right. And in, in just in the 16 years that I was, I was with the same company, so at 16 years, saw that evolve, mm-hmm. right? Because 20 years ago, no visible tattoos. Right. If you've got tattoos, you got to wear long sleeves if they're on your arms. You know, you don't want anything visible. And then I, I think it's, 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 you don't see that anymore. Yeah. Right? Well, it's like you go back 40 years and your hair was only allowed to be so long. Exactly. Like a man, it had to be above your collar and stuff like this. And that's like really nobody cares so much anymore. You'll love this one. Part of our dress code was if you were uh, a woman and you were wearing a skirt, mm-hmm. you had to wear pantyhose. Oh, yeah. I've, I've heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that happens. Do they even make pantyhose anymore? Yeah, they do. They do? Right. Yeah. For they... people other than Joe Namath? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a dating ourselves comment. So. That's dating you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least I know the company will be good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
I might get the joke, but I was like five, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Only because I've heard retrospective things about it. Well, he's he's from Texas, so. Joe Namath? Isn't he? No. See, I don't know shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Most good quarterbacks are, but not Joe Namath. Oh, okay. See, I have a natural assumption. All right. Okay, well, John, thank you very much for coming. Oh, thank you. Um, tell us again, what's your company and how can people get a hold of you? So the name of the company is Pride Staff. Uh, our phone number is 720-279-0960. Or if you want to email us, it's Denver NW. So that's one word, Denver in the letters N, as in North, W as in West, at pridestaff.com. Or you can check us out on the web at... Uh, staffingagenciesdenver.com. We have all of our jobs posted there, any open positions that we have, as well as some, some blog content about uh, you know, good practices and finding jobs and also uh, some management practices as well. All right, great. And usually what kind of positions are you looking to hire? Well, so from the staffing side, we deal primarily office clerical and warehouse light industrial positions. So okay. administrative assistants, receptionists, customer service reps, uh, AP, AR, accounts payable, accounts receivable, uh, primarily on the office side. Uh, light industrial is going to be warehouse, uh, pick pack forklift, welders, assemblers, machine operators, those types of positions. But we also do direct hire. Uh, so that's where you know, your traditional recruitment headhunter aspect of recruiting where we find folks, but they start with our client on day one instead of working for us while uh, there's an evaluation period, and, and for those positions, we do anything that's outside of those core positions. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on today. I appreciate it. As my producer always tells me, uh, I have to ask for the likes, and if you enjoy what we're doing, um, follow us on all of your podcast platforms. Um, you can make comments down below. Just be nice. I, I don't need to suffer more PTSD. <laughs> Who does? <laughs> Who does? All right. See you later.